are listening to a sermon podcast from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May only truth be spoken and only truth received. Amen. It is Trinity Sunday. This evening we will celebrate the baptism of these two little boys with all of us invited to reaffirm our own baptismal covenants in the words of the Apostles' Creed. Makes a a good deal of sense to do this on Trinity Sunday, given that baptisms are done in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Trinity Sunday is actually rather unique, because rather than, say, recalling a parable of Jesus, or retelling an episode from the Old Testament, or sorting out some particular matter that Paul was facing in the life of the early church, or even remembering one of the other saints, were actually called to celebrate a doctrine. That's why the two readings tonight were so very brief. The seeds of the doctrine of the Trinity are very much there in both the Old and the New Testaments, but it is something that gets worked out rather more fully in the opening centuries of the church's life. And this, this, this whole idea of the Trinity, the doctrine of the Trinity, doesn't really reach its full form until the year 381 at the Council of Constantinople. While it can seem quite simple to say, I believe in the Father, and in the Son, and in the Holy Spirit, as soon as you start trying to articulate that more fully, it's easy to slip into all manner of heresies. That's why the creeds are so important, because they represent a kind of ancient consensus position about what we can and should proclaim. And yet, well, the creeds don't make for riveting reading. I mean, they're they're wonderful, but there's nothing even close to playfulness in them. Enter Robert Ferrer Capon, who was an inveterately playful theologian, a great influence on me, and a deeply truthful thinker as well. I want to read to you the opening page from his 1971 book, The Third Peacock, which begins, Let me tell you why God made the world. One afternoon before anything was made, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit sat around in the unity of their Godhead, discussing one of the Father's fixations. From all eternity, it seems, the Father had this thing about being. He would keep thinking up all kinds of unnecessary things, new ways of being and new kinds of beings to be. And as they talked, God the Son suddenly said, Really? This is absolutely great stuff. Why don't I go out and mix up a batch of it? And God the Holy Spirit said, Terrific, 
I'll help. So they all pitched in, and after supper that night, the Son and the Holy Spirit put on this tremendous show of being for the Father. It was full of water and lights and frogs. Pine cones kept dropping all over the place, and crazy fish swam around in their wine glasses. There were mushrooms and mastodons, grapes, geese, tornadoes, tigers, and men and women everywhere to taste them, to juggle them, to join them, and to love them. And God the Father looked at the whole wild party and said, Wonderful! Just what I had in mind! Tov! 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 And all God the Son and God the Holy Spirit could think of to say was the same thing. Tov! 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 And so they shouted together, Tov miod! And they laughed for ages and ages, saying things like how great it was for beings to be. How clever of the Father to think of the idea. How kind of the Son to go to all that trouble of putting it together. How considerate of the Spirit to spend so much time directing and choreographing. And forever and ever they told old jokes. And the Father and the Son drank their wine in the unity of the Holy Spirit. And they all threw ripe olives and pickled mushrooms at each other. Per omnia secularum secularum. Amen. It is, Capon continues, I grant you a crass analogy. But crass analogies are the safest. Everybody knows that God is not three old men throwing olives at each other. Not everyone, I'm afraid, is equally clear that God is not a cosmic force or a principle of being or any other dish of celestial blamage we might choose to call him. Accordingly, I give you the central truth that creation is the result of a Trinitarian bash and leave the details of the analogy to sort themselves out as best they can. Now, for Robert Capon, the great party isn't something that happened in the beginning and then stopped once all was underway, no. Admitting that his image is crass, he is firm that the party is always and ever going on, that God is the eternal contemporary of all events and beings in time. What that means is that when water is splashed across the foreheads of Robin and of River, the triune God is present in that water, in our words, and in that perhaps surprised look in the eyes of those two little boys. It, if it seems terribly serious in the moment, that's fine. There are some serious commitments being made, after all. But even those, even those most serious promises are undergirded by the triune God's delight in it all. Take, for instance, this moment when we use what are called the three renunciations and three affirmations. I will ask these parents and the godparents on behalf of their sons 
if they are prepared to renounce the Satan, the adversary, as evil. In fact, renounce all things evil, all things that will make those little boys less than they were created to be. And they will very confidently say, I renounce them. Then we'll do an about-face, and I'll ask on behalf of these two little guys, if they affirm a thoroughgoing belief and trust in Jesus Christ, and they'll answer again with, with, with great confidence, I do. Pretty big promises made on behalf of very small babies. So I'll need to turn to all of you gathered here tonight, and I'll ask you, will you who are witnesses to these vows do all in your power to support these children in their life in Christ? And you'll be invited to say, yes, yeah, we will be there. We'll be there for Scott and Beth. We'll be there for Chris and Abby. We will be there as the little boys grow up. We will do our best to be part of their lives. Really, though, it's a frank admission that infant baptism isn't a bit of holy good luck, but rather a commitment to the long haul of life in Christ, which isn't something any of us can ever do alone. But again, lest that sounds all very serious, we can't forget God's delight, God's love, even God's laughter over all of us, around us, within us, and between us. That's the only reason we can possibly, possibly mark any baptism, whether of an adult or of a baby. I will never forget the baptisms we did here back in the winter of 2010. There was a wee baby, no bigger than these two little ones today, but also a guy in his 60s named Byron O'Donnell. Now, Byron was actually featured in Saturday's Free Press in the obituary section because he was, he was buried here, funeral service here, not all that long ago. Byron had had a pretty hard, rough patch in his life. But, but through a remarkable, actually mystical experience, he'd made his way back to his friends, Steve and Larry, and ultimately into this church community, where his presence and his considerable gifts, as well as his considerable quirks, were welcomed with delight. And he wanted to be baptized. So that night, we did what we always do. We had a, a quick little run-through of where we all stand and how it's going to work. Did that tonight with these folks. And after we'd run through that little rehearsal back in that winter day of 2010, sorting out who would stand where and the like, he came to me with a look of extraordinary warmth in his eyes, just tearing up a little bit. And he said, isn't this something? A beautiful little baby and a grizzled old sinner baptized on the same day. And he, as he said that, I could all but hear the joyous laughter of God ringing through the heavens 
and through this church. Isn't that something? We're baptizing two little ones again today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from St. Benedict's Table. For information on our church and to access the full catalog of our podcasts going all the way back to 2006, visit us online at stbenedictstable.ca. In addition, if you are interested in supporting our online work, you can find information on the website using the Donate button located on the top right-hand corner. Thanks for listening.